Here in the month of December, we've been taking a look at uh, what we've been calling role players, and we're looking at the Christmas story uh, from a variety of angles, and we're looking at people that are involved in the accounts in both Matthew, Mark, and Luke's Gospels uh, as what we would maybe consider to be auxiliary pieces and people at times in the Christmas story. The, the first one that we covered was Joseph. We looked at Joseph from a, uh, a standpoint of him being the earthly father of Jesus, but how he handled himself in the situation with Mary, uh, how he could have culturally handled it so much differently and, uh, and, and really been harsh and, and very difficult in that situation. But he handled himself with honor and with faithfulness even when it was countercultural to do that. The next week, we looked at Elizabeth, uh, John the Baptist's mother, and how she received Mary uh, in a time in her life where it would have been very easy to be very bitter at uh, a, a younger uh, lady who is receiving a blessing in an even greater portion than what she was and what she had wanted her entire life. So we looked at her through the connection, even when we would be tempted not to be connected to one another. And then last Sunday, we looked at King Herod and how that seemingly the arrival of the Messiah uh, just amplified his control issues. And we looked at how that's applicable to our lives, too, about how we have uh, this lean to not trust that God is in control and try to take things into our own hands. But this evening we're going to be looking at angels. Uh, and in the passage that we saw read a little bit earlier by some of the members here of our church, they read out of Luke chapter 2 and, and read us the Christmas story. And part of that was an angelic visitation and an angelic encounter that folks were having. And you know, we, we are looking tonight at the angels and we're going to be talking about how we can experience peace in the midst of chaos. And as we were talking about this as the staff coming up, one of, the, one of the staff here at church says, I'm interested to see how you talk about peace in the presence of angels. Because if we look in Scripture, every time that there's an angelic visitation, one of the things that they, it, it's almost kind of like a tagline, it's a slogan, it's a motto that the angels have to throw out there every time is, do not be afraid or do not fear because we see the people in every angelic visitation in every instance that there is an angelic visitation in scripture we see that there is great fear that comes upon the people and the angels the first thing that they have to do is they have to reassure them don't be afraid don't be afraid and then as we look at this this encounter that the, the shepherds are having in this heavenly host. It says that not only one angel came, but a whole heavenly host of angels arrived. Now I want you to think for just a moment, what might that have sounded like? Now I'm, I, I'm a Graysonite by birth, okay? I'm kind of Carter County from word go. And I've been to some professional sporting events that have gotten loud, but the absolute craziest, loudest moment that I can ever remember being in my life, being around, was just a couple years ago at an East-West basketball game up here at the high school. And one of our young men hit one of the greatest shots in the history of all sports. Anytime that you can hit a long-range three-pointer at the buzzer to bring down a rival, 
It's the greatest thing ever. And all I remember is I was on the PA, I had the microphone, and I tried to call it to the, to the top of my voice, and I still, nobody could hear me because everybody was just going crazy. And that was the loudest sound that I'd ever heard. And then I got to thinking about, wonder what it would have been like at this moment when the not only one angel showed up, but a whole heavenly host a whole army, a whole battalion of angels show up. And just not only the visual, what that would have been like, but what would that have sounded like? And I can't imagine the chaos that was involved in that moment. I can't imagine the fear that had to be rising up within the, anyone who was seeing this. But you know, one of the things that I think that we need to understand is that although that we serve a supernatural God that's so far beyond anything that we could comprehend, I mean, we're talking about angels, the, those that are made lower, those that are far lower than Jesus himself, than God himself, they strike fear just with their appearance and the awe and the wonder that they strike. But whenever we look and we see this scripture, the Savior is described as a prince of peace. We see later on that Paul pins in the New Testament, he says that I would that you would experience and, 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 and really relate to this peace that passes all understanding. And even when these crazy angelic moments happen, they speak peace in the midst of chaos. Because I can't imagine there being anything more chaotic than a whole heavenly host of angels showing up and making an announcement. But this peace, we're not real good at that most of the time. And here's why I, I think that we struggle with this peace, because again, Scripture declares that God provides us or has available to us a peace that passes all understanding. And I believe that if we are truly going to experience peace that passes all understanding, then we are going to first have to forfeit our right to understand everything. Because isn't that the question we want the answer to? I mean, who would have ever thought that in your lifetime you would have gone through a global pandemic? Who would have thought that in your lifetime that we would have seen something like COVID-19 happen? Who would have thought that we would be making decisions that we've had to make this year? Who would have thought that in your personal life you would have seen the things happening, the effects of this pandemic? Who would have ever thought that we would have lived in such a state of chaos? And then throw on that the, a, a, an absolutely tumultuous election year and social unrest. And it's just like we had a mixing pot in 2020. was just like, well, might as well throw that in there too. So, you know, I mean, we got COVID, we got Snowvid, we got all of these things. I, I've, I've got to give credit to Kevin Beck on that one, all right? I, I've got to give credit where credit's due on that one. But who would have thought that we would have seen some of the things that we've seen? Who would have thought that this amount of chaos would have been coming into our lives? And that's really the question, isn't it? I mean, why? Why are we facing these things? 
You know, why does that loved one that we, that we care so deeply about, why do, why do they have cancer? Why, why, why did that heart attack happen? Why did that divorce happen? Why did, why did these financial woes come upon us? Why all of these things that come against us? Why is that relationship that, that I so badly long to be restored, why is that not restored? You know, sometimes I think that we need to understand that God goes, it's holy ground. You know, when Moses was approaching the burning bush, it came to a place that God went, stop. It's holy ground. Because Moses was inquiring what was going on. And at some point, Moses just went, stop. You don't need to know anymore. And I think that's, that's with us too, right? Because if we're going to experience the peace that only Christ can supply, then we're going to have to understand that we, that peace is not obtainable with us having to have all of the information. I think that sometimes the why question will get us so far because God wants us seeking Him. But I also believe that there's other times that God has to remind us that, hey, I'm still God and you're not. It's holy ground. You don't need to come any further. But if we are so determined to understand the why, in some cases we're going to miss out on the peace that Christ offers. I had a young man message me, you know, the, the star of Bethlehem, Monday the 21st, with the planets aligning. They, they come together and, you know, first time in 400 and some years that's happened. And he messaged me and he said, okay, what now, preacher man? <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what he's asking. And I said, uh, what do you mean? He said, well, what, what do you think, what's this do to your belief in Christ that the star of Bethlehem was actually two planets aligning? Does absolutely nothing. <laughs> Does absolutely nothing. I mean, and he was like, well, I just find it kind of, kind of funny that the Bible calls it a star, not two planets. I'm like, yeah, it's almost like they didn't have the means to see that far. But here's, here's the thing. He made this comment towards the end of the conversation that unless I can understand it, I'm not going to believe it. And I think all of us have that tendency to some degree. We may not be as overt as this young man was to, to make these kind of statements, but don't we sometimes, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of a world and what seems to be a life crumbling down around us, don't we get sometimes too focused on trying to figure out the why instead of just trusting God in the process? Because you'll never convince me that anyone who ever had an angelic visitation in God's Word ever truly understood the why. But yet there was peace that passed all understanding. There was this source of supernatural peace and strength and comfort and hope that could come from no other source than Jesus Christ. There's no level of understanding that's going to accomplish that for you. Listen, I had, and many of you know this, but I had a sister who passed away at the age of seven years old from cancer. Enough cancer in, their body, in her body that the doctor said that a person who was 40, 35, 40 years old shouldn't have that much cancer in their body. And you know what? Still to this day, I don't understand, I don't have the answer as to why that happened. 
I come to terms a long time ago that, hey, that's holy ground. But you know what? I'm not convinced at all that if I did know the answer to that why, that it would solve anything. I would still miss her sometimes as more so now than what I did when it first happened. You see, sometimes having the answer to try to arrive at peace actually works the opposite way. And it's when we put our trust and our faith in Jesus Christ to go, I may never know the answer, but I'm okay with that because I'm trusting in you, God. And my final thought for this evening is I, I, I speak to a lot of people and I, one of the resound, you know, one of the conversations that I have all the time with someone that I'm very close to is some, you know, we, we play this hypothetical game as to, hey, what question are you going to ask God? What's going to be the first question? that you ask God when you get to heaven. And this person's go-to answer is, I'm going to ask God why Moses didn't get to go into the promised land. Why he didn't physically get to go into the promised land. That's going to be the first thing that I, that I ask God whenever I get there. And at some point during these repeated conversations, it, it kind of dawned on me how ridiculous this train of thought is. Folks, because can I tell you something? That when we see Jesus face to face, when we see God seated in glory and majesty and honor and all of His splendor, when we are in His presence physically, seeing Him face to face in heaven, I'm inclined to think that there is not a, a thought or a worry or a question that we ever have in our entirety of life in this world that's going to register in our heads because we're going to be so awestruck by the majesty and splendor of God. So if that's not going to make a difference in heaven. Why would we allow our peace to be taken from us here on earth, even in the midst of chaos? So this Christmas Eve, as we get ready to celebrate the birth of a Savior tomorrow, rest in understanding that no matter how much chaos that you're in, regardless of how many answers that you have or that you don't have, we serve a Savior who gives us peace that passes all understanding.